This episode of Box Cutters is supported in kind by 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Subscribe to RRR before the 22nd of September to be in the running for some great prizes. More details at rrr.org.au. And by Box Cutters listeners supporting Box Cutters through extraordinarily generous donations. See the donate section at boxcutters.net and thanks. Box Cutters. Box Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 242. You're not allowed to suck them on air. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Geraldine Hickey. Ta-da! And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. That just reminds me of Job waking up in hospital. Ta-da. When he broke out of prison. Oh, uh, yeah. Where yeah. am I? You're in the hospital. Ta-da. <laughs> uh, Geraldine Hickey, people might uh, notice, is not Nellie Thomas. I try. You, you try. You, I some, try really hard sometimes. In some ways, you're better. Yeah. Oh, no, I love Nellie. In, in some ways, yeah. in the ways that you are Geraldine Hickey, you are way better than Nellie Thomas. Yeah. She cannot be Geraldine Hickey. Yeah. I've seen her try. You know what she does? Fails a little bit. Fails, yeah. Just a little bit. Everyone does a little bit. Yeah, I can't be Geraldine Hickey. No. I'd love to be, though. It's got weird. Good. Just got weird. Box Cutters is all about television. Nellie Thomas is uh, is ill. She's in bed. So we're, uh, we're sending this one out to you, Nellie. Get better. Have some tea, some chicken soup. Mm-hmm. That'll make you better. All about television and in this week's episode. What? Nothing. Just continue. You sure? Yep. Okay. In this week's episode, uh, I look, a, a couple of weeks ago I said, I'm going to talk about a thing that's got to do with technology and TV, and then, then we ran out of time. I didn't talk about it. Uh-huh. And since then, I've been speaking to our new producer, Toby Halligan. Mm-hmm also known as the excellent Toby Halligan, and uh, talking about this idea, and turns out it's a much bigger idea than I thought initially. What we're going to be looking at is, what is TV? It's deep. It's a deep, deep question. It's like when maths turns into philosophy. It is like when maths turns into philosophy, but usually that just means you've slept through the bell and have woken up in a different class. (laughs) Um, You're not talking about Matt Come on, that was great. That was great, Crocky. Give that to me. That was excellent. I just made that up on the spot. Never happened to me. Uh, So, anyway, that'll all be explained later on. Obviously, it's it's been less time since you were sleeping through bells than for me. It was this morning when my alarm went off. Yay. Uh, That was not very funny. Uh, We'll be talking about that later on. Uh, I'll kind of be kicking off that concept later on. And now that we have a producer, we will be following through. On that concept, mm-hmm. as opposed to all the other concepts that uh, that we've done in the past, that I said, "Hey, let's look into this one," and then uh, and then nothing happened. You know why that didn't happen? Uh, didn't have a producer. Didn't have Toby. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have Toby. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. It was hard. So we'll be doing that. Brett, you've got an. I don't buy it. Mm. Uh, we've uh, we've got a rule of one. We do another rule of another one. Another one. Another rule of one. I know, they're coming thick and fast. Well, I'm it sure is. about those segments that you just can't be shagged following the rule. The box cutter's rule. <laughs> what did I say about sucking you've got to see Oof. three episodes before you actually make a call. 
No, this is this is my own rule. This is my rule of one. Um, sorry, uh, what are you talking about? Okay, rule of one is a review segment. Ordinarily on Box Cutters, we watch three episodes of a show mm-hmm. uh, uh, before we review it. Right. There, there have been in the past a lot of shows that we just have not been able to stick with for mm-hmm. three episodes uh, and and so have never reviewed them. Right. There are some new series that uh, I have not been able to get through a single episode. Like, it, it, I, I will get to a point and go... I bet you I'll love the show that you can't get through. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe that's only been 20 minutes. Make it stop. Dear wow. God, make it stop. But... Uh, so, I'll be looking at a show called the Lost called Lost Girl. If like you the, were... Just Lost Girl. If you're going to do Huge, just as a rule of one. No, Huge, huge I lasted a full full episode. No problem. Okay. These are, these are shows I don't even like. Sure, it's not just about Josh Canal becoming a cranky old man. And no. You kids, get off my lawn. No. Uh, and uh, and did, did you read David Boxcutter's uh, look at, uh, on the blog, yeah. David Boxcutter wrote a comment talking about uh, him having looked at, uh, what was it that Wild I did? Cats. Rule of One. Wildcats. Thank you. No, Hellcats. Football. Hellcats. No, it's cheerleading. Uh, he looked at Hellcats because he... Uh, thought that I was on crack after my Louis C.K. review. And did he go through three episodes? Uh, no, he went through uh, one episode, but mentioned a whole lot of things that I hadn't mentioned in my review, like the uh, like the wipes. Uh, they they have a cheerleader wipe uh, to go from scene to scene. Uh-huh. And, and transitions the- between shots, between, between scenes. Was it like a star... Wipe. No, a cheerleader wipe. Cheerleader wipe. A cheerleader jumping across the screen <laughs> in a wipe. Cool. That's what I'm saying. That sounds great. And uh, and Josh, how disaffected. Maybe you just don't get it. Well, this is what I was thinking after he wrote these things in the in the comments. It's I a thought, bit like I thought maybe it's maybe it's a sarcastic. Show. Maybe I just got it wrong. Maybe it's a sarcastic show. Maybe I do need to watch three episodes. But I'm not going to. Brett Cropley, you are more than welcome to watch three episodes of Hellcats, and you're more than welcome to watch three episodes of Lost Girl, which I'll be reviewing in Rule of One later on it's in this like show. It's like Jesse Thorne watching uh, the, the uh, pilot episode of uh, Modern Family and taking Phil uh, being literally the cool guy and not actually not having any clue that he's not the cool guy and, and writing off the entire show because of that. I will gladly take any... Uh, any lines of comparison you draw between me and Jesse Thorne. No problem there at all, Brett. Fair enough. Uh, we've also got letters to box cutters. We've got one thing. As always, though, let's kick things off with the box cutters news. Heaven forbid we should start an episode of Box Cutters without some 3D news. Really? Really? Is anybody talking about that anymore? Doesn't everybody realise that it's it's pure folly at this point, given that there are TV manufacturers coming out with glasses-less 3D TVs? Which in themselves is pure folly because you have to stand in the, in the one spot and can't move. And if you're too short... No you glasses, the- Josh. No glasses. No glasses. No glasses, but also no movement. No tilting of the head. Really? No, 
no, slightly just stepping back a little bit. Would you recommend somebody lock themselves into a five-year investment with glasses for a 3D TV at this point? I would recommend people not lock themselves into any 3D TV at this point. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend people lock themselves into having common sense. However... What if you've got heaps and heaps and heaps of money? Give it to me. Okay. Okay. I was just waiting for someone to give me money. No one did. Foxtel have announced a 3D channel. Right. Foxtel have a 3D HD channel uh, as part of their uh, newly announced channels earlier this week, uh, including Speed, a motorsports dedicated channel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two new MTV channels, one of them called MTVN, but I don't really know what that is. Do any of them play music? Probably not. Uh a, uh, it'll be MTV Nitro. BBC Knowledge be, HD. Um, it'll be car races going around to music. Oh, oh that'd be good. Yeah. That, <laughs> that'd be tops. And they'll just play drive songs. <laughs> like, Baby, you can drive my car. MTV Nitro. <laughs> and, just, and songs by the cars. Yep. Yeah, yeah, nice. Lining up at the starting light. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they'll just, and just have Frankie J. Holden. Yep. As uh, as the host of everything. Yep. Hey, hey, you, you. Oh no, it's get off my cloud. It's got, got off my cloud. But you, <laughs> were, you, were you thinking you get out of, get out of my dreams? Yeah, get into my car. Into my car. car. Uh, Billy Ocean, bless. So that's what that, that's what they're going to have on MTVN. It's MTV Nitro. MTV Nitro. I like it. Uh, BBC Knowledge HD and National Geographic Wild. Three D. No, not three D. HD. Did Foxtel feel they had to come out at this point with that announcement of? Uh, new channels and a, a, a bandwidth wasting 3D HD channel as well to cover up uh, their their price increase coming up in November. So is, is that why they came out with that? Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Can of you course. watch the Commonwealth Games in 3D? No. No. You can if you get two televisions and squash <laughs> them together. It's uh, no, yeah, no. It's still the one perspective, right? Pretty sure that wouldn't work. Pretty sure that it'd just break your two TVs. Oh, you can if you're at the Commonwealth Games. Oh, yep. Yeah, but you run the risk of getting shot in that case. Well, you run the risk of getting shot anyway. Risk of getting shot than watching it on a three D TV. Well, that's unless you're watching it at Elvis's house. It might be cheaper actually going there though. Stephen Colbert and John Stewart last week announced on their respective shows that they will hold rallies at the National Mall in Washington, D.C., in the USA. In the same location. Well, that's, I'm getting to it. Both in the Washington that's, Mall. I'm uh, getting to one, that. Sorry, go. I'm getting to that. <laughs> it was that I've got pregnant more. pause that... Uh, I've got more. Yeah. Well, you were looking at me like, like you were going to jump in and say, it's not our National Mall, Josh. It's not our mall. We don't have It's a not our nation. Mall. It's not our nation. It's not our national mall. I thought you were going to say that. You are going to jump into that. You are going to jump in with your Brett Cropley. This isn't America, Josh. No, it's outrageous that such a right-winger in, in America, such as uh, Stephen Colbert, should, should uh, just appallingly uh, arrange a, a, a protest uh, march congregation kind of like this in, well, in the, it, the it, U.S. It national comes, mall. It comes as a, as a direct response to uh, Glenn Beck's rally last month, uh, Beck is a Glenn Beck is a Fox News 
I like to call them shouters. Because <laughs> he can't really be a broadcaster. He's not really a, a news journalist. He's not really a reporter. He's not really a host. Shouter? Shouter. Yeah. That works well. Caesar Fox News Shouter, whose rally was called Restoring Honour. And it was a religious and patriotic rally, which was in some senses a very late response to 1995's Nation of Islam organised rally to bring attention to the issues facing urban black Americans, popularly called the Million Man March. Ooh, was it a response to that? Because it was on the same day as uh, the anniversary of the, of the, I, Have a Dream of the I Have a Dream speech as well. In the same spot. Uh, so it's, I, I think it was uh, it was a uh, well and that he claimed not to have realised when he arranged it for that date. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Glenn Beck. I'm sure. So Stuart and Colbert, whose on-screen personas come from opposing sides of the political fence, as everyone is no doubt aware, uh, they are going to have opposing rallies at the same location at the same time. Uh, Stuart's is going to be called the Rally to Restore Sanity. Mm-hmm. And Colbert's will be the march to keep fear alive, mm, because the uh, the restoring sanity is uh, about stopping uh, telling Americans that they should be fearful of, of all of these different things. I think one of their slogans is "Take it down a notch, America." Yes, uh, and uh, they're both going to happen on October thirtieth of this year in Washington DC at exactly the same time. If you're planning on going, please let us know because we would love to hear from someone who was there. Mm. Uh, It just so happens that The Daily Show is also going to be recording in Washington, D.C. earlier that week. But I think that's just a coincidence. It it wouldn't be convenient for them at all or anything. (laughs) I I think it's it's pretty funny. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny story. Yeah. Geraldine Hickey, mm-hmm. you have there with you a Many very things. a very special list from awards that were oh. held. Oh my goodness! Earlier this week, and these these awards are just amazing. A, a, amazing. <laughs> I, right, I, I, can you please enlighten us? Yes, I do have the the list of um, earlier this. Oh, hang on, there is just so many pages of it. Um, it is. There really are a lot of pages. There, of it. there, here we go. It's right. I got it. It's the uh, there was an award um, last week for um, the um, promo creators. So this is people who create television promotions. Promos. They had an awards night hosted by Charlie Pickering. Uh, it's a night when many in the advertising and production business recognise the work of their peers. Right. It sounds like so much fun. Charlie Pickering doesn't have enough to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hosted by Charlie Pickering, who was busy the week before hosting 10's programming launch too. So, busy man, but, you know, he'd probably get paid a lot of money to do it. So He's got a lot of money. Yeah. I could have been waiting for his money. Could have been, yes. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Um, So, always sounds like a fun night, doesn't it? The going, Promo Awards. Going to the Promo Awards. I, ca- I would. I would put on my best Brownlow girlfriend. So it's it's a whole exactly. night of just looking at at TV ads. No, there's awards. They people get rewarded. It's like the Logies yes. for promos. Right. Yes, but, so, but you, you watch each of the ads that are nominated, and then probably, you watch the award winner. And uh, once judging it wins, by okay. the judging by the list of how many awards are given out, 
it probably goes for 72 hours. Oh, but, but you forget. They're only like 30-second ads. There, promos, th- no, you forget how big this list is. <laughs> how long did it take me to find the start of the list? Like, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> like, I'm talking there is – oh, okay. So this is how long it goes on for. Yep. They even include – There's two and a half screens that I'm looking at on the email. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's long, right. Because there is an award for best promo never made it on air. So they're giving awards out <laughs> for the, the ones that, that didn't make it. Ne- never went. Oh, but, you were oh. close, mate. Here's an encouragement award Look, we, anyway. We really support all that time you spent in the edit room. Oh, absolutely. And then there's also um, like a – okay, so the, the award for best movie promo, right, you think, you think that would go to a, a really good movie maybe? Good movie, good promo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like the, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't think it was a particularly good movie, but pe- people, like the Avatar promo, I'm guessing people th- would have thought that that was an yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's impressive. That, oh, I want to go say that. Yeah. Best promo for a movie, Max Payne. Wow. But these are, these are TV promos. So, so is, this, is this a promo that somebody has made because they're showing Max Payne on TV? Yeah, Showtime Australia. Right. Which a uh, Best movie promo, Max Payne, promo Showtime Australia. Watch Max Payne. It's mm. a movie. That's what yeah. all, the, all the Showtime promos, that's just what they're like. Yeah. Later this month, Max Payne. It's a movie. Mm. It's good. Watch and they're it. not just showing the, the cinema trailer. No, no. Then they'll just have a bit from the, from with, the, with the ad with Showtime. You know, Max, Max Payne going, Rah! and, uh, and that, that'll be it. Was it bullet time in Max Payne? I know there was in the game. I, know, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I've played it. I oh yeah, yeah, we've, we've we've all played it. We all played it. Toby earlier was uh, was talking about the uh, the scene where you uh, go into uh, go into this room and there's a, a girl and a little baby crying and it uh, it ruined him for games for a while. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the 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 subway double double uh, desert eagle kind of scenes didn't make up for it and and cleanse your mental palate. Uh, no, you're not on. He's, he's asking you questions. He knows very well that your mic isn't on. So he doesn't. He doesn't want you to talk. He just wants to show how much he it's knows of Max Payne. <laughs> Does Max Payne just go around and shoot? Yeah, stuff? just goes around and shoots stuff. It's first person shooter. No, no, but he's got a little garden shed that he uses as a base. Sounds fascinating. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, and now with the condescending news, here's Geraldine Hickey. Best promo not using program footage. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, it would be for a reality TV show mm-hmm. that is coming up. Yep. That's all I can. Th- so, yeah, so yeah, correct. Where they, get, went they to- get the contestants to. So, like for MasterChef, they would get the contestants to, you know, throw flour at each other yeah. and go, ah, 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 oh, we're going to have so much fun on MasterChef. Yeah. It went to uh, Australia's Next Top Model top show. That is a top show. That is that is a top show. Yes. Look, I, we, agree we agree on, on a show. <laughs> Looking over it very cursorily. Yes. Um, I must say there's, there's seemingly a... Very a, little substance in the concept of these awards. Well, more, more weight to viewers uh, to the subscription... TV stations that uh, these I think they're probably I think they probably make more primos than anyone else. They make more for themselves. Yeah. Rather than having an, an yeah, out of house creative. Yeah, they promote themselves on other like Fox 8 will promote on Showtime and Showtime will promote on Fox 8. 
Yes. Yes. Because it's all the one company. Yeah. Yeah, so there's more of them. Uh, The Gruen transfer is being transferred to an international format and is being sold to uh, the Fox distribution company to then be sold internationally uh, to all sorts of places, and it is going to be called The Big Sell. So if you're in another country and you see a show called The Big Sell, that is just The Gruen Transfer translated into another country's vernacular. It's a dumb language. Oh, a dumb language. Dumb language well, I th- or I think, I think fitting should, language, really. I think you're going to have a lot of Dutch Sensible people very angry sh- it's at actually, you. It's actually... You know, a lot of Dutch people very angry at you, Brett. Why would the Dutch people be... you just called angry. them all dumb. Well, no, no. no it's, and and is, Fox, uh, is Fox... What's the name of the company that's distributing it? Is that part of the News Limited? Yes. Yes, it is. Stable? It is part um, of the News Limited well, stable. How, how uh, surprising that a News Limited organisation would dumb it down. Um, but, uh, uh, I, don't, it's, I don't like it's, this it's quite dumbing the, it down. It's quite the opposite, though, of the big cell. It's actually looking at the, the artifice of the big cell, and, and it's more an educational tool, isn't it, that, that people don't get sucked into the big cell. Yeah, but it also has nothing to do with shopping malls, and it's called the Gruen Transfer. So... Fair enough. You know, what's in a title? Uh, all I can be sure is that uh, Zapruders and ABC are going to make a lot of money. I like that name simpler too, I tell you. <laughs> uh, Brett, do you have uh, one last thing, news-wise? I thought you did. Uh, uh, Andy, Andy Whitfield? Yes, uh, Andy Whitfield, who uh, played Spartacus, the title role in uh, Spartacus. Blood and sand, or blood and guts, or sex and violence, or whatever it is. Um, that's that's got through its first season, and uh, he had previously been treated for uh, cancer. And How it come seems we never that, came up. With, uh, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting a cancer story. Seems that uh, that that's made a bit of a comeback, and he's going back into treatment, and is unable to commit to the second season, which oh, is actually a prequel. The prequel to uh, where it started off in the first season. And I can't, I can't believe that we never called it Spartacus Crotch and Sand. Really? How did we avoid that? We didn't talk about it enough. No, clearly, cl- clearly not. No. It is, it is still playing on, uh, on Go, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I don't know. It's on, it's on one of the free-to-air... I don't uh, watch TV, Brett. Uh, uh, <laughs> secondary channels. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hi, I'm Ryan Shelton, Box Cutters' favourite ever guest, and uh, I've really enjoyed myself on Box Cutters, so listen as much as you can, because um, I'll be having it on loop on my iPod. Liar. What? Television. What? 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 Who said what? I think we'll have to have Ryan Shelton back in to find out if he has had it on loop on his he's iPod. He's a busy man. He's got a, he's, he's, he's got a commercial radio afternoon. Drive. Yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, nobody's busy, listening. Everybody's listening man. to Hamish and Hamish. We made him. He should come in before he gets busy next year. We made him. After they've we gone, made him gone off years. to TV. Ryan Sheldon, nothing before box cutters. Is he going off to Comes TV Comes off box them? cutters. Bam. It's going to happen to you, Hickey. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. You I watch can, out. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> in your moans? <laughs> no, in my bones. Uh, I wish you could feel it in your moans. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh now, t- t- television. This is this is the deep part of the show. All oh, right. Yes. What okay. is television? Attention, oh, attention, sorry. please. We got so excited. Uh, t- television used to relate to a set of conditions, r- really. Like I-, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, well, what what is television? I was getting very very deep about it and boring people with it, mm-hmm. particularly our producer Toby Hagen, uh, and and thinking the. 
television used to be like a set of conditions. It was, you needed a screen that was connected to an antenna. The antenna had to receive a broadcast, usually came off a big tower somewhere. Uh, but then in the early 80s when cable television became really, really popular, that stopped being true for it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then doing a little bit of research into this, I found out that cable television is really pretty much as old as television itself and has been around since 1948. So, uh, you know, what is the definition of television? I don't know. We used to think it was that thing. Uh, but now it's starting to change even a, a little bit more. So for a while now, we've been able to stream content onto our mobile devices. You got an iPhone. I got an mm-hmm. iPhone. Brett's got an iPhone. Toby's got an iPhone. Yeah, we're all hipsters here. Uh, we can uh, it's not necessarily a good thing, uh, but we can all stream video mm-hmm. onto our mobile phones. And even more, uh, Telstra have an app for Foxtel where you can stream Foxtel channels directly onto your phone as they're going out live. So if you're not home to watch America's Next Top Model, but you also don't want to talk to your friends, you could sit there and watch it on your phone while it's happening. So you think that's not TV anymore? Well, I think it's not what we used to think of as TV. Like if if you had to say, well, I've got this, would you consider that to be TV? Uh, Just It's television. Yeah, I, I know. But then... What if I stream a movie? Is it is it television? <laughs> well, see, this is, is it vision of. Oh, well, what's how? What's t- telly then? But, but this is this is what what I'm asking. Like, is it? I, I, I was speaking to some people. And we're going to hear this interview uh, later on this year. Uh, but I was speaking to some people in in Los Angeles who make uh, content for online, and I was mm-hmm. asking them if they considered that to be television, and they said no. Not so much. Mm. That what they make are, are like short films for the web. Webisodes. Yeah. That that kind of thing. Little little sketches for mm. the web. Uh, there are apps like Hulu, which uh, will stream TV on demand. Uh, but then there's there's also all this all this other stuff that's changing as well. So uh, the people who make television can also make an app like a, an iPhone app or a Google phone app yeah. uh, of that television series mm. that will tell you when a new episode is available and then you'll be able to watch it on your mobile device without ever having to go through any of the networks. Yeah, so it is possible so the, now the revenue to watch TV well. without watching TV. Yeah. You don't actually have to watch a television so, it, you know, television was the box, but it's also the medium. Mm. Uh, but then is it also the networks? Like, what makes up television? Mm. I, I think it's a, a, I think it's a, an interesting question. I'm not sold by the looks of, of the two of you, though. That's... <laughs> Maybe maybe now we uh, we need to change our terminology. We need Toby to, thinks uh, it's interesting to well. to uh, to move through the lexicon and and uh, and acknowledge that that technology changes, time passes, and uh, now maybe we should just be talking about uh, AV content, uh, vision content that's not movies. Uh, I'm, you know, See if it's like like television is obviously from from uh, Greek roots as as far as the word goes. Maybe we need another word that's made up that implies mm. something that's not necessarily broadcast. 
um, that that can be on demand. Uh, but uh, it's not just the name, though. It's not just the name that uh, that, that is the the problem. It's, it's the whole nature of mm. of, of what, what makes TV up is. television. Because if I, I was thinking about those those apps, and if you take those apps out, it, if you have those apps, you take networks out of the equation, but you don't just take networks out of the equation, you also take advertisers out of the equation because people can pay for the app and never have to see any advertising mm. and the people who are making the show are making money by selling by selling the app. So you're taking advertisers out, you're also taking out advertising companies. It does a lot to the economics of the whole industry. Mm. But there's also... You know, there's a comment like on Offspring. Have you like at the end of that show they'll go find out what the nurses are up to, and you can watch Webisode. So it's like extra deleted scenes. Yes, that's that you can just watch online. Yeah, so there's little little extra bits that are helpers mm. that aren't appearing via so, the network. So you're saying that's the crap that that wasn't good enough to make it to the actual. Well, no, broadcast. I don't think it's I don't think it's the crap. I think it's just. Uh, Something else completely different that they couldn't put on the show that they've just put online to, because I think a, a lot of shows, you know, TV and stuff nowadays, it it is it is branching out to this whole. You can't. It's not just a TV show. It's you know even promoting something on TV like making it go viral and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's not just TV now. It's you know. The there's, internet and radio and... There's a lot more to it mm. than just showing a show and having people watch. Yeah. Uh, in I, the same way that it's a, there's a lot more to it, you know, there was a lot more to it in the late 80s than in the early 80s because in the US they suddenly no longer just had four networks. Mm. Uh, and so there was a lot more content being made. But I think also that, uh, you know, as, as Tom Elliott, was it last year or the year before that you were saying that... that oh, it's every single time he's been on. TV, <laughs> TV is going to die because it's, it's, a, it's going to be a dead medium because it can't uh, evolve as, as so many other things have, have come online and, and become available. And uh, those kind of extras that's on Yahoo 7 and Channel 10s and, and the iView player and stuff that mm-hmm. they're putting on extras on the websites and trying to engage people uh, in a in a web 2.0 kind of kind of way and so getting getting people involved so that it engenders a community mm. amongst viewers um, I, I think is them maybe maybe well doing changing changing their business model and looking for how they actually make that work so mm. that the the company can continue to prosper. Do you See, think, think TV is going to die? Well, I, I, I was just going to say, I think Tom's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think TV is not going to die. I think, And I was sold on Tom's argument back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I think it's, it's evolving. It is actually evolving. What's going to die are the dinosaur networks. And we're already seeing them die because they're being sold to uh, companies that uh, split them up. So now you've got 15 owners uh, who all have, you know, fairly equal shares, but no one's really controlling the company. Uh, it's You don't it's, have somebody that has a creative idea actually running the corporation. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is which is why Channel 7 is still doing so well uh, financially. Because minor Kerry Stokes is at the Because my, minor Kerry Stokes still has a big, a big hand in, in what goes in on. Hand, yeah. 
just to clarify, it's it's not an underage Kerry Stokes. No, no. Uh, Channel Ten, Channel Ten are doing well now again because uh, because they've got someone in David Mott who uh, who knows what's going on and and has a feel for how something should go. So he's he has I think seen the the way that a, a network should start behaving, mm-hmm. and one of those ways is as a content creator, not just an advertising medium. And uh, and they're doing that with Channel 10. I think if networks turn into or, or focus their concentration on on, uh, on creating content rather than uh, rather than just trying to sell ads, which is what they've been doing up until now, now I'm trying to they'll be able to survive this this next change. Who owns Channel 10 now? It was sold by the Canadian company that held it. Yeah. Uh, and I think someone won it at a pub raffle. <laughs> it was my mum. Oh, your mum bought nah. it. Nice. Yeah, she nice. won. It. She won a meat raffle. She <laughs> and the second prize was Channel Ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's quite interesting that uh, that whoever it is uh, has allowed David Mott to actually make those decisions, and they don't see it purely as this thing has to pay for itself like that that economic rationalism and it's all about the bottom line and the only way to to stop a company costing so much is to cut back and cut back and cut back it which is kind of how it seems channel nine has been run yeah that's that's exactly how channel nine has been run and to a large extent how channel seven has been run because any new content that channel seven have come up with they've canned after one week uh, because again, they're not focusing on creating uh, content that is compelling. They're not focusing on nurturing new talent, like Channel Ten and the ABC are, and mm. to a lesser extent SBS. Uh, they're just focusing on uh, how can we create something that's going to sell advertising time, and that's that's where TV is going to die. It's going to be those dinosaurs who can't change their way of thinking. But this is something that we're going to be looking into quite a lot over the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to try to speak to some experts, some economics experts, some television experts, maybe some academics, maybe some pop, pop culture ac- academics, maybe some popular academics, maybe some cultural academics. <laughs> is that a tautology? Pop culture academics? I don't think it is a tautology. No, I don't think... No. No, I think... Uh, yeah, possibly. No, it can't be. It ca- it can't be because uh, uh, because there are. If it's academic, is it popular? It can it can be popular and academic. What about it's like academic? Like your Buffy Buffy yeah. uh, studies. Like your Buffy studies, and uh, and uh, we'll be hearing in the coming weeks about maths a, can be popular. Better study of the wire. Maths can be popular, but then it's some a different people type of popular. Some people fall asleep, sleep through the bell, wake up in philosophy. That's me. Are you one of those that follows follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. We've seen a lot of uh, find my family uh, uh, um, versions over uh, the last couple of years from the US, from Australia and from the UK. And it seems almost like uh, it, it's purely set up as a, uh, a vehicle to promote uh, a certain uh, genealogical 
website. So, so this is Find My Family uh, is, and are you talking just Find My Family or? I'm talking you just Find, find just, My Family. So, so they name check. So, so it's just it's called Find My Family, and it's it's like Who Do You Think You Are. Oh, sorry. Is it, it is who do you yeah, think you are. Yeah, it is who yes. do you think you are. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm mixing so, up the two. So not fine, my friend. Who, who do, do you think, think you are? Who do you think you are where they take a celebrity uh, to research their ancestry. Uh, their ancestry and find out. And make them cry because they're, they're, because they're great, half great gypsy or something. Grand mm. uncle was. Was, yeah. was R- Robert the Bruce or. Um, so, someone, uh, uh, Robert the Bruce, the Gypsy, stole, stole <laughs> something, stole one of the king's uh, uh, livestock or something, and right. got locked mm. up. And, and ooh, they were bad. And don't don't start know. calling gypsies thieves because <laughs> you'll just get. I, in I didn't breath. bring up gypsies. You brought up gypsies. I don't believe so. This <laughs> is this is one of their ads. I was just curious, you know, so I went on ancestry.com.au typed in some names and up popped this little leaf. And when I clicked on it, I saw that my grandparents were married six weeks before my mum was born. She was like an instant baby, I guess. It can happen. Visit ancestry.com.au and search Australia's largest online... She's, she's researching her, her background, her ancestors, and, and, uh, and, and is, is awkward about her parents not being... Her, her grandparents not being uh, married before they they started doing it. This is this is the two thousands. How how are we possibly still feeling that awkward about about people having sex outside of marriage? <laughs> we don't feel awkward about it, but you imagine that happening. What it, what it would have been what forty years ago. That would have been awkward. That, that, would have been, that would have been awkward for them. I don't, it didn't sound to me like she was awkward. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, like it, just it did. She 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 goes into to justifying it, saying, "What? It can happen. They they got married six weeks before the the first child was born." <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was joking. Yeah. No, 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 no. That that was it was given given straight that that was what she found out by going through. Ancestry.com.au. How do they get this information? Yeah. I'm more concerned about how they get this information. Well, they've got the marriage certificate and they've got the birth certificate. So are they just going through all the public records and just... Oh, how Ancestry.com. Yeah. Um, well, there's various tools. Yeah, yeah it's all, it's all a, a matter of public record. Just birth, doesn't death, seem worth anyone's while. Uh, no, don't you want to know? Yeah, but, but you know, I, I'll go and do the research myself. Like, it's not that hard. For me to go yeah, and do exactly. it myself, just- I don't want some other third party trying to make money out of me by finding out where my parents were married. Like it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Plus, it makes it a lot easier for people to uh, to just learn Still what my mother's day. maiden name is. Mm. Or do, there is an, another site called um, myheritage dot com. Okay. Which is really good because you can upload a photo of yourself onto it, and it gives you your celebrity lookalike. Oh. Yeah. So, what would happen if I uploaded a picture of Scooby Doo? You would get Scooby Doo. That no, would be you'd excellent. Put, you'd put yourself up, and then it, you know it matches like the shape of your your face, so the shape of your eyes and your nose and and whatnot. And uh, I've done it a number of times, but <laughs> it makes me very paranoid. Oh no, it's great. So, who's your celebrity lookalike? Okay, so it, it'll give you a few with a percentage ranking. Uh, but one of the photos I uploaded, uh, I got a 92% match with with Joe Pesci. 
<laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, now I totally need fun. to do that. Can, uh, you, can you do a scene from Goodfellas? Am I a clown to you? Do I make you laugh? <laughs> No, I just look like him. So, uh, Brett Cropley, you don't you don't buy uh, oh, prudi- oh. prudish granddaughters trying to look up uh, her grandparents' dirty history. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, like I know that uh, there there is some uh, religious connection with uh, with oh. genealogical records um, in the state of Utah, I believe, in the US. I'm not sure if Ancestry. dot com is actually connected with them. Um, and and so that's actually a, a culture of the the company. That was my first thought, though. So so who do you think you are? Ones. Who do you think you are? Do they just go to genealogy dot com? Yeah, they? Well, that's that's yeah. that's they all say, they do. Yeah, yeah. They say, oh, and we go to this website. That's, yeah, that's um, Ancestry dot com yeah. and they name check it every single week. Yeah, that's terrible because <laughs> I've never. I've never watched the show. Like, I thought people would be, like, going through old records and then... We found this burnt-down police station and all we found was half a birth certificate with your name and the Bruce. But, they do that, but there's, there is they do always one bit in the show where they go, oh, we're looking up on, on here. So now we're going to try your maternal grandmother and uh, we go to the website, Ancestry.com.au, and, oh, look what comes up. That's fantastic. Now we'll find all of your great-great-great-grandparents. It's very clever. Oh, that sounds horrible. That makes me feel so dirty. It is kind of dirty when you're watching it. <laughs> this is Elmo from Sesame Street, and you're listening to Box Cutters, baby. <laughs> that was totally Elmo. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I think I came in the week after he was he was here. And we were still vacuuming up fur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit awkward. <laughs> Who knew he was molting? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Lost Girl is a show from Showcase in uh, Canada. Is it about a vampire? No. Is it about a werewolf? No. Oh, so it's not connected to Lost Boys at all? Does it have one of the Corys in it? It's got none of the Corys. Okay. One of them's dead. Yes. Uh, soundtrack by NXS. No. <laughs> oh, okay. NXS and Jimmy Barnes, thank you yeah. very much, was oh, Lost yeah. Boys. Uh it's uh, it, it's uh, about this. Uh, well, it starts off where in uh, we're, we're in a bar and a man, a dodgy man, uh, is he a vampire? Is, no, no, he's just joking. dodgy. Sorry. He's just he's just you know dodgy man in a bar. Like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't buy him a drink mm-hmm. and you wouldn't bu- have a drink that he had offered to you. Uh, yeah, you have just broken it and you fixed it again. Uh, the uh, the the. So he offers to buy the uh, the bartender a drink, and she declines, saying it's against the rules. She's not allowed to drink while at work, which is like no bar I've ever worked mm-hmm. at. Uh, and so she declines, but we see that he's slipped a, a Mickey, slipped a Mickey Finn in that drink, and uh, and takes her decline, but also takes the drink that he's bought for her, uh, goes over and see, sees this uh, young thing. This this young girl, a girl, yeah. It was just, you know, it, you would describe her as oh, look at that young thing. Uh, she's a pickpocket. Oh. We see we see that she's pickpocketing. Uh, he doesn't see that. Well, which bar is this? Uh, it's it's the, it's the bar of, of low it's, lives. It's the bar of lechery, I believe. <laughs> and uh, and and so he, he goes he goes over to her and offers her the Mickey Finn, and uh, and. She takes it and drinks it down. She's clearly fifteen years old. Like it's there's no, 
there's no it's it's not like that scene at the end of Raging Bull where he's like ah, she said she was 21 no there is no question at all she looks like she's 15 years old mm-hmm. he gives her he gives her the drink and then uh, uh, and then you know tries to take her away for some raping and uh, and they're in the elevator and she's like oh I don't feel very well and so because there was something <laughs> bad in your drink uh, and then the elevator doors open and in walks the bartender. And you know that she knows that they're up to something. And he, uh, she, she says, oh, well, you know, I'm not allowed to drink on the job. Doesn't mean I'm not allowed to have a kiss. And he thinks, all my lecherous days have come at once. Turns to her and they start kissing and she sucks his soul right out of his body. Oh, no! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Is it like a black cloud? Like- no, no, it's light blue. Oh. Like, like when cats suck the uh, the soul out of babies. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see that. Cat Stephen sucking the soul out of babies. No, no, cats. That's, that's the whole superstition about cats and babies. Really? You can't leave a cat with a baby because it'll, it'll go up and suck its soul out. Wow. Did, did you really want a cat when you were little? And your mum just said, oh, no, you no, can't no, have a cat. No, no, but this is, you this can't is, have a cat, Brad, it'll suck your soul out. This is a very commonly known superstition. And at what age? It's not unusual. I've never, I've never heard, heard of it. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah? There are websites talking about it. There are yeah. websites talking <laughs> about no cats. Right. Right. I'm surprised ridiculous. this didn't come up in Supernatural with right. Dean and, no, and it hasn't. Greg or whatever has his name is. <laughs> Toby, who was the demon? <laughs> right, so the lost girl so, is a soul sucker. So, she's she's a soul sucker. So, she takes the ailing girl uh, in the elevator. Wait, what happens once his soul gets sucked out? Is he's he dead. like a zombie? No, or? he's just dead. Just drops on the floor dead. Mm. Just, just dead. And uh, and so this, you know, the, the, the 15-year-old pickpocket is just stoned out of her mind. Uh, and so the soul-sucking bartender takes her into her car, takes her back to her loft. And, uh, and she can do other tricks as well, like uh, control people with her thumb. Like if, if she touches her thumb on, on their wrist uh, and she can say, oh, no, I have paid for that already. And they'll go, yes, that's right. These you are did. Not the droids you're Ooh. looking for. Yeah, it's the Jedi mind trick, but with thumb on a wrist. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit more difficult to to pull off. It's like getting into a fight with karate. It's very difficult to actually succeed. Uh, and and so she she has this, but she doesn't know who she is. Meanwhile, these two police and the soul sucker doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. She, she doesn't, doesn't know, know why. She, she doesn't know why she has these powers. All she knows so is it's that not like she blacks out and, and no 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 she knows that she has these powers she just doesn't know why uh, she just is confused but all she knows is she leaves a trail of dead bodies behind her and she goes from town to town to town to town taking she up bartending knows she's, jobs. This is supposed to be something bigger. Yeah, she knows she's supposed to do something. She also she, she also knows she thinks there's something wrong with her. Geraldine, she thinks there's something wrong Does with her. Does she have, like, spidey senses when... No. To tell her who's the baby? No, she doesn't. She's just got bad acting. And, <laughs> uh, and, and then, meanwhile, these two uh, police detectives come across the body and, and go, oh, it's not like any body we've ever seen, because it's kind of like a really fake body. 
Uh, it's eviscerated. <laughs> is it? Is it like the, no. the blood's been sucked out? No, no. It's, they come. It's the body it's of like the lecherous. Is it just body the of the lecherous guy? Yeah, and yeah. The, no, it just looks like a fake body. Okay. Like, like um, the props department have done a really bad job. Really? Oh, it's not like anybody we've ever seen. That's because it's not very good. It's not very realistic. Uh, it looks like it was carved out of wood, just whittled away, uh, and then drawn with texture. It's not very good. Uh, and But it turns out that these two cops also have special powers. <gasps> oh, are they ninjas? No, one is like a... I don't know, he's got big teeth, but we don't know if he's a vampire or a werewolf or what, but he can just turn on the big teeth like that. Is this a spin-off from Heroes? No, it's just shit house. The uh then they capture so these two detectives manage to capture the the bartender soul sucking woman yeah. and uh and take her back to this secret lair uh where it turns out Back to that the Justice League. Yeah, where they've got a they they've got a human scientist who is doing uh, research on what she calls fae, and fae are the uh, creatures of uh, fairy tales, essentially. Uh, and so there are all of these vampires and all of these werewolves and all of these succubi, which is what she is. She's a succubus running around Toronto or something. She and uh, she doesn't suck on buses. And that's when I turned it off. Wow. So you love it. <laughs> You're totally into it, aren't you? Yeah, she sucks out souls. Yeah, it's terrible, Geraldine. It's it absolutely is, terrible. It is the thought of something being so terrible that makes me want to watch it. But it's, see, at the same time, uh, in, in the same session, I watched the new season, like the start of the new season of Nikita, which is. A, a direct sequel of the excellent uh, La Femme Nikita yes. TV series yep. uh, starring Australia's own... Melissa George? Portia de Rossi. No. no, not Melissa George, not Portia de Rossi. Uh, Peter Wilson. Peter Wilson? Peter Wilson. I haven't seen him for years. <laughs> Peter Wilson, not to be confused with, uh, with the guy who gets our service to do his bidding, Peter Wilson. Different uh. Peter Wilson. Blonde, blonde head, yeah, blonde head. Uh, Isn't she quite old? Yeah, but this was an old show, Left of Nikita. So I right, got through, yeah, yeah. It, and that was shit, and I got through all of it. So it's not in that in that way that I can just sit through, you know, right. an entire episode of Gossip Girl. No, this was just absolutely terrible. Do, what, what What are your thoughts on Gossip Girl? We'll talk about that later in pork. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Got a I have a letter for you. No. Postman, postman, postman. Letters to box cutters now. There's too many. There's too, ma- too many letters to box cutters. <laughs> there, were, there were a lot. There were a lot of letters to box cutters. Uh, but let me, uh, let, let me go with this one. I, was, I wanted this one for Nelly to, to be in here, but it's, you know, it's, it's timely and she'll be listening to the episode mm-hmm. from, from her sick bed, just going... Oh, that I'm was, sure she'll write a letter next week if, that was, if she wants to write a reply. She'll, she'll be saying that was very insightful because <coughs> <coughs> she does polite little coughs like that. That's a, yeah. it's, it's the black lung. Oh, oh, she shouldn't have been working in the mines. <laughs> she shouldn't have been working down in Zoolander. They've got it. Oh, uh, so this comes from uh, Mayor 
Mare. M A I R. M A I R E. Box cutter. Oh, not the mayor. Not. Not the not the not mayor. The mayor. Right. Yeah. So. Not uh, formally John So. No. No. Okay. Uh, mayor box cutter. She says, bear, bear with me, this is relevant and related to the Bechdel test. Uh, I work with a woman who, without fail, produces fake peals of laughter when talking to men in person or on the phone. This is a technical job, and while they drone on about network speeds or gigabytes of storage, which can be funny, come on. Mm. That was my little interjection there. She's says, uh, network speeds or gigabytes of storage, she will be giggling uproariously, but never when talking to a female co-worker. Same thing seems to occur in the media, particularly noticeable on podcasts. For instance, the otherwise excellent BBC Seven Day Sunday, where oh, BBC Seven Day Sunday, I think is the yes, whatever not on BBC Seven. Uh, very. <laughs> No uh, punctuation. Uh, where a group of very sharp comedians comment on the week's events. A regular is Sarah Millican, an otherwise smart and aware woman, but who laughs nonstop while the males are talking. Of course, the others laugh too, but only when a funny point is made, and certainly not continuously. I think we've all seen this on uh, TV panel shows, uh, where I was trying to imagine it, and it's not something that struck me. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, so please give me more examples because I haven't seen either of those. It's it's something it's something that I've noticed uh, on uh, on panel shows, and there were Good News Week. Is it uh, with? Um, uh, I don't watch Good News Week with the, the new Good News Week. Okay. Uh, and no, Julie McCrossan didn't do it, uh, but. I don't know. It just it rings true for me. I've, yeah, I've it seen a, it. Yeah, to a certain degree, because I mean, do you do that, Geraldine? Have you noticed me doing it so far? Have I? Do you think I do it? No, not here. But yeah, I, exactly. I, 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 I figured you, you were comfortable. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah. But I mean, you go to look at like um, radio and like commercial radio. You'll have your two. Guys, two and, guys, and then and one then the girl, the girl to go. Ha ha! I read the weather. Rah! And I've no, I've known people who worked on shows like The Glass House. So I think Fifi uh, Box uh, reminds me of that. Well, and and that's largely Fifi Box's role. Like that's mm. they're they're uh-huh. all put put into these roles to to do that. And uh, I, I know people who who did work on uh, The Glass House, and uh, and producers had told female comedians. You're really you're just there to to make the guys look good. Really, there's uh, th- there are that doesn't surprise me at all. It's, but it's also at the end people, of the day, female comics or, or people like uh, uh, that that track chick. That's I. What's her name? The hurdler or the the non hurdler who was having the, the rivalry with Yana Pittman? Does oh uh, anyway, I don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> I think it's true for for anyone. Like I think, when you're on a panel show, the idea is to to be generous to the other people as well as saying your own thing. And I just think that female comics are much more generous in in laughing. And, and you know, the guys are so much more. Oh, it's all about me, and you know, doing their own material and their own jokes, and not being generous when it comes to someone else saying I th- something. I, I think, think you're right, and the and I the women and the women are more willing to. To, to laugh to make the show look better. Absolutely. And because they're the only ones who are laughing, they're also the only yeah. ones that the director cuts to when they need to see another panellist laughing. Exactly. So it's kind of a, a self-perpetuating... Yeah, I just think that females are, are just a lot more 
generous. No, well, yeah. Because then, That's another word, and this is this is the uh, the the issue I have with this this letter. She says that brings us to your Nelly, a wonderful, funny woman with strong views. But listen to a part, podcast and note what she is doing. Yes, it's the same continual forced, endless laughter. Really? That's apparently what Nelly Thomas does now. I can't remember any of that happening. I can't remember yeah, any of that Nelly. happening. Either, and I'd be really offended if Nelly Thomas was doing fake forced laughter when you and I were yucking it up properly, yeah, as we d- tend to do. Mm-hmm. Yuck, mm, yuck, yuck. I, I doubt that's, very much that Nelly would because we're not funny, and the, like it's just, but that's just not what Nelly would do. So mm. I'm wondering now if if people notice it more when a woman laughs at a man's jokes because they're Exposed to it, and so it's it's kind of a no, not because it's higher pitch, because it's a it's a mere exposure thing where they they notice it because they've been exposed to it and they've gone, oh, Fifi Box is only ever laughing at those people's jokes, and then they start to listen on purpose for when yeah, a, for a female it. is 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 laughing, and mm. so then it becomes self self perpetuating in that way as well. Maybe nobody likes the sound of women laughing. <laughs> or, oh God. Or, like, and maybe maybe that's a non-gender specific thing. Maybe maybe women don't like the sound of women laughing, and men don't like the sound of women laughing, and they just mm. always notice it. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just. It's it's a theory. It's a theory. Here's another theory. That's all I'm saying. Here's another theory. Maybe do, do people sound? Do, this, do people feel w- like Josh sounds like a, a woman laughing when he's laughing like this? Maybe. Do they, do in, they not like it because of I'm that not, fact? All right, all right. In, in I'm that not letter. laughing so much, just, just completely and utterly shocked. <laughs> well, I'm just, just. Maybe. I, I just. Yeah. Let's change. So let's go please. back to this letter. Yes. Okay, in this letter, she said she had a workmate. Yes. That would laugh at. Is this workmate of hers single, and is she just laughing at all the guys to try and get in their pants? Well, that's that's another because because I I know from from my single days that a, a a lady laughing at something I said and touching your arm <laughs> and I'd uh, I'd oh, like that yeah and that would totally make me that buy her fake. dinner that was a fake laugh oh, was that fake mm-hmm. and I bought you a steak dinner mm-hmm. <sighs> if by steak dinner you made you mean lollipop then yes yes um, yes that is what I made. Mean. What did I say about sucking lollipop on air, Geraldine? I said no. I said no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's letters to box cutters. Uh, Please send us a a letter to hooray at boxcutters.net. You can send it in any form you want, or there's an SMS number uh, that you'll find at the end of the show. Uh, We did also have uh, a, a text come through, which... Had to do with Toby Halligan, so I think mm. we might save that for pork. If you watch one thing. <laughs> if I was going to watch one thing this week, I would be watching Party Down. Party Down. The excellent Party Down. It's it's on uh, season one, season two. Uh, I think it's season one. Right away. Uh, no subscription. Movie extra. So uh. so subscription, subscription, double subscription. I don't even have it. 
Oh, like 130 bucks a month. Yeah, 100, 100 million dollars. So 150. Yeah. Uh, party no, down. I don't know those figures. Is 10:30 p.m. on Tuesday night on Movie Extra, and repeated at 3:30 in the afternoon on Sunday. Jolie Hickey, if you're going to watch one thing this week, the AFL Grand Final. Really? Absolutely. Really? Yep. Fair enough. No, absolutely. It, it, it's Collingwood and St Kilda. It is. It is the Who first. Who are you rooting for? Uh, not Collingwood. Woo! Thank you very much. Right answer. Yeah. Uh, so I don't support either team, but I would love to see St Kilda win. Uh, and I think a lot of people would like to see St Kilda win because they it was a heartbreaking loss for them last year. They lost it in the last quarter by something like five points. Actually, it was maybe a little bit more, but it was it was heartbreaking for them because they've only won one grand final, and that was... 1966 against Collingwood by points. Exactly. You, you, and who kicked the winning goal? Barry Breen kicked the winning point. Yeah, kicked the winning point. You're a big, right. uh, you're, you're a big footy fan. I do Jill. like my, I do like my football. Is this going to be a good game to watch? Because so often, uh, and last grand final was a good game to watch, but so often it's just it the battle be. of somebody uh, take somebody really, really strong. Like, and like Friday night's game with uh, Collingwood and Collingwood Ge- and Geelong. Geelong. Yeah, it, 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 it is debatable whether or not. I think a lot of people are favouring Collingwood. Just with the way they have been playing the last few weeks, however, Paul the Octopus has picked St Kilda. Right, what the actual Paul yet. the Octopus? Mm. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Is it Channel Seven or Channel Ten? Seven. Channel Seven. seven. So mm-hmm. Dennis Cometti uh, will be uh, will be Bruce. commentating that, and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Bruce is still one of the greatest commentators around, mm-hmm. I think. And that tall, bald dude. The, the hot commentator that they've got at the moment. Oh, what Grant, or Tom Grant, Harley. Grant Bowler from Medivac. Yes. Um, I just don't understand because I have I have been watching a lot of uh, the, the TV footy commentary recently. Um, I thought you didn't watch the sport. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere where I can see a screen. I don't understand why they have handheld microphones <laughs> like at a lounge the room. desk. Oh, I do. Mm. I do. Yes. So they so if they if they're gonna call somebody on the ground a terrorist, they can pull the, the because microphone. Because the, away from the microphone now, so. the microphone we, we actually had uh, Ray Punja explain this to us. The microphones have uh No no, no they're not they're not commentator microphones, so they're not the ones with the, the lip guard that sits on there and, and it gets And it, it only it only turns on when they when it's up against their, their mouth. No no they so they, they hold it in front of them like a, a normal microphone. It has a sock on top of it. They don't actually touch and the there's, microphone. There's no there. mic stand. No. Because somebody doesn't have 20 bucks to go down and, to Tandy, clearly. And they're it's, radio mics with, with the great big knobs on the on the bottom end as well, which is the the transmitter. Oh, that is weird. I'm going to watch out for weird. that now. I'm yeah. going to watch out for that on Grand Final Day. It Brett Crumley, really if you're going to watch one thing this week. You, you could have any any number of different types of microphones for that, uh, Brett, that setup. Brett, if you're going to... If I'm going to watch one thing this week, it would be Hot Docs on SBS1 on Tuesday nights. That's this week, the 21st of September at 10 p.m., this time, it's fighting the Red Baron, following two modern-day elite Red Arrows pilots as they take on the challenges that face the aviators of World War One, um, doing stuff that the Red Baron did, uh, obviously oh. not through to its conclusion of getting shot down by an Australian troop. Uh, so, the, so that's the actual Red Baron, not Snoopy dressed up as the Red <laughs> Baron. Not Snoopy dressed up, no. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Mm, now, what, 
you asked me a question. I'll, it's, wait, I'll also wait, be watching I, the brown low, uh, 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 no, which, which is going to be on. Hell. Which is no, no, but but that's tonight. It's, it's going to be after this goes up. One thing, but also it's. <laughs> I, I haven't been sitting in a lounge, uh, Josh, uh, watching the TV with sports on it. I've been in a bar out in a beer garden where there has been a TV across the beer garden. So I haven't been there to watch the it's sport. All right. You don't need to justify yourself. What were you going to ask me? Uh, you wanted to know what I think of Gossip Girl? Oh, yeah. I think it's heaps of fun. Yeah. I think it's just. I think <laughs> it, it is, is, isn't it? It is great. Uh, uh, old school. Uh, oh, Mel Buttle. Come in. Come in. Melinda Buttle. <coughs> Melinda Buttle. Melinda Buttle in coming into the box cutter studio. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Say uh, hello. Hi. hi, box cutters. Hi. Hi. Um, good, good to bust in your radio show like uh, Hamish and Annie style. Just, mm. oh, what, a, what a crazy skit. Crazy. What's happening? Hey. Oh. But you're, you're really running out the door to go and watch Q&A, aren't you? I'm, yeah, I need to go home and um, Mama needs to learn about a politics. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mama. The, I call that the African-American third person. Well, when, one day we'll have to get you in to talk all about Q&A because I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I've had three out of three tweets on the screen. During, <gasps> yeah, 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 oh. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of Q&A's bitch. Yeah. And she's standing right next to me, ladies and gentlemen, right next to I'm me. I'm touching his, his leg with my knee. So yeah. Yeah. Somebody's actually producing a T-shirt for people that get, uh, get their tweets on Q&A. Does it say my tweet's been on Q&A? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Something it's a money spinner. Yeah. Uh, Melinda Buttle, <laughs> Triple Crown. I love that. Well, uh, I, where, where can we get those T-shirts from? Let me guess, Brunswick? Yeah. Am I right? Oh, Melbourne joke, what? She's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Brisbane, so I think, yeah. Anyway, look, I've got to go and um, have a chai latte with some skinny jeans and black glasses, so I don't have enough to... Anyway, I've just got to go and vote Greens. Look, I'm not really sure what you're doing, but I've interrupted really well, I think. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Th- that that is the greatest cameo ever. Thank you very much, <laughs> Melinda Buttle. Uh, Gossip Girl, heaps of fun. Oh, sorry. That's what the Happy Days audience would have done. Uh, yeah, I think Gossip Girl's heaps of fun. It is. It's it's just it's it's like old Melrose Place. Yeah. That's that's what With I like about it. High school kids. Yeah. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know what? It's hard to try to move your microphone, talk on the microphone, and try to not make it make noise at the same time. Yes. You end up sounding like you're swearing. Look, look, if I just... Sounds like I just said a swear word. Because yeah. I had to cut myself off. Yeah. Toby Halligan, what did we get wrong during the show? Um, well, there were a couple of superstitions and other things that came up. Um, it was suggested that cats steal the souls of babies. And um, interestingly enough, that's actually a superstition that comes from the Salem witch hunt times, when mm. a baby would be left in the same room as a cat. And, uh, you know, the cat, they're affectionate animals, would go up and maybe... Uh, sit on the baby or something like that. Rub, rub baby, up against the, put their scent against the yeah, baby. Well, this baby's mine. They do cat-like things. They'd hang with the baby in a physical kind of way. You know, not in a wrong way, but in a physical way. Um, and a uh, baby might suffocate if the cat was, say, sitting on its chest. And so the superstition developed oh. that or babies were having their souls sucked out by cats. So anyone who's confused out there, um, yeah, a little bit of clarity. <laughs> so it is. It is Ooh. bad luck. It is bad luck to have a cat suffocate your child. That's right. That's right, yeah. folks. Good to know. You heard it here I've first. actually seen a soul get sucked out by a cat. You've seen, you've seen a baby. Go on, move on. Anyway, um, uh, we were talking previously about... Um, He's got a very TV. strange history. Yeah, yeah. I thought a couple of stats about the amount of TV watched in America might be interesting, given that you know we're kind of kicking this off. Yep. Your average American spends nine years of their life 
watching television in total. And your average American child sees 20,000 ads in one year. Wow. Mm. Nine years doesn't seem long enough. Sorry? Nine years doesn't seem long enough. It's based on an average figure of four hours a day. Right. Which if you think about, that's all the amount of time that we don't, because we were talking about how now you watch stuff on your iPhone, et cetera, how much better that is for you than sitting in front of a television. Because apparently um, they've done studies and a child who's just lying down uh, compared to a child sitting watching a television, the child who's lying down actually burns more energy than the kid watching TV. Which is why I lie on my couch watching TV. (laughs) You're thus sidestepping. I think it's the act of watching television. I think you're particularly, you know, if you're just lying down, you may be moving around a bit more, whereas when you're watching TV, you become zombie-like. You get bored, you rock around, you don't have to have a If you didn't have anything else to do. Because TV, oh, whereas you've just got a particular focus so you don't move at all. So, so I'd be using more energy watching Lost Girl than watching Lost. Yes. So if, if I'm annoyed by something... And you're jiggling around. I'm jiggling around going, so oh, when will this thing end? What, you need to I watch jiggling, more crap no can television, see that. basically. Yeah. That's, it's the and answer. Then, and then that's how I will get svelte. Well, there's plenty of that. That, that, that is very from. true. Um, interesting fact about succubuses. Um, Pope <laughs> Sylvester, Pope between 999 and 1003, claimed to have been helped into the role of Pope by a succubus. He apparently confessed this on his deathbed. <laughs> so there you go. Succubuses throughout the ages. I don't think that'll be an ongoing segment. And our final... <laughs> I wish our, it was. Our final, our final one, we were talking um, before Wait, about... Wait, I've, I've, I've got a terrible joke okay, uh, about okay, that. Okay. How, how did you get to... What was, what was the Pope's name? Um, Pope Sylvester II. How did you get to be... Uh, how did you get to uh, come to the Vatican, Pope Sylvester? I caught the succubus. Hey. <laughs> yeah. eh? Oh, uh, is this a fake laugh I'm giving you here, though? Yeah, you're not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. You don't know. I don't know. Um, So, but the reason uh, I kind of looked up why whether women actually do laugh more. Stanford University, they did a study. They had ten men, ten women looking at cartoons. They found when they were scanning women's brains that they actually experienced laughter in a slightly different way. Uh, In this case, it was because the women's expectations were lower. They thought, and so they were more rewarded by the cartoon. So maybe women are going around with lower expectations perhaps when it comes to or comedy? I, I think I think another I think another way to uh, to to interpret that is women have more joy in their lives mm. women, women enjoy lives more uh, the theories behind why women would laugh more generally are relate to women's social status and that where you know if a woman has a lower social status than a man then there are social incentives to laugh at the kind of dominant oh, see, that's type a, that's ter- you you as as a comedian that also means that every time you make women in your audience laugh all you're doing is is just keeping the woman down. Yeah, I'm he's, impressing he's them. holding them back. One punch at a time. Yeah, put another glass ceiling on that yeah, audience. Yeah, that's right. No, well, you shouldn't happens, be CEO. What happens when I'm on stage and making girls laugh? Then you're empowering them. Yeah. Right. You're empowering them, whereas uh, Toby Toby is just oppressing them. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's, that's is, is that how that works? No. I don't think no. that's how that works. No. <laughs> Toby Halligan. It's factoids. In, enlightening as always. I love these factoids. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way to end the show. It's I enjoyed the, Pope Su- the, the Sylvester one. The Pope Succubus. Mm. The Pope yeah, Succubus. that's good. <laughs> Says a lot about the state of the Catholic Church today, doesn't it? I like, I like that you had Pope Sylvester. Sylvester was a cartoon cat and you had cartoons. in your, Yeah, hey, it's nice. And cats. And cats. Sucking yeah. souls. Everything that's comes together. Which everything the popes do. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm going to go catch the sucky bus now. Yay, (laughs) nice. Until next week, 
that does bring us to the end of this episode of Box Cutters. Episode 242. Until next week, mm-hmm. my name is Josh Canal. Geraldine Hickey. Toby Halligan. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Toby Halligan and Josh Canal, with help from Brett Cropley, John Richards and Nellie Thomas. Our audio engineer slash magician is Brett Cropley. Peter Wilson commands our servers to do his bidding. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Don't forget to pay up your subscription by September 22nd to be in the running for some great prizes. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. Don't be so selfish, really. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at BoxCuttersCast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash boxcutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. And then we'll jump in my car... And I'll totally take Jump you to a gig. Da, 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 da. Did you know David Hasselhoff <laughs> did a cover of that? Yes. David yes, Hasselhoff's I've seen got the, heaps yeah. of albums. You've seen the clip? Yeah. Of, of TMG's Jump I'm In My Car. Go. I want to drive you home. Uh, do you remember Bruce Willis's version of <gasps> Under the Boardwalk? Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think that was on... Uh, or was just every song that he did terrible? I think that was on the what was it called the return of bruno or something like yes, that yes yep yep uh yeah yeah every song he did was terrible uh did he do a duet with many hayes no i don't believe so i don't believe so no uh good quiz question before the internet would have been who sang the theme song to moonlighting uh it but it was al Jarreau, uh who uh you know people could find out just by looking up how'd it go uh was, oh i remember it was the end of it, it was we just met on the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember that? Haunting. Yeah. Haunting. You know who wrote, uh, apparently, the theme tune to uh, Different Strokes? Oh, was it this guy? No. Oh. <laughs> it was uh, the dude from Growing Pains. Uh, which which dude from Growing Pains? The father. Alan Thicke. Yes. Wrote the theme song to Different yes. Strokes. Yes. Father of, of, of Robin Thicke. Oh. Who's now a, a, a teen heartthrob. Right. Yeah. Right. And grandfather of this guy. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.